Testing, testing, one, two, three, we're live here on Practical Rambling Fathers. Father Tay and I are here to discuss Lexio Divina, the stages of Lexio Divina, and then the last ten minutes we're going to try to lead us through um, Alexio, kind of ask some questions and use some time to, to meditate, and you can do this... Um, in your car or in prayer time or wherever, um, just to get you thinking on how to do Lexio. And sometimes it's easier to be led through Lexio than to come up with it on your own. Um, but we're going to use the uh, Jesus walking on the water uh, reading because there's a lot of profoundness to uh, that one in particular. So first, before we, uh, before we get started, um, we're going to talk about what it is to, to be into God's presence. Um, to get into God's presence, uh, St. Ignatius, I do believe, said to spend the duration of an Our Father uh, in just the Father's gaze, in His loving embrace, uh, and His way He was looking at us. And so that's kind of one of the first steps um, of it, is to spend that time and to do as St. Paul says, cast our cares upon Him, who cares for us, which is to get rid of our anxieties, our stresses, um, and acknowledges God's presence in our life at the moment. Um, Father Tay, do you have anything to add? <clears throat> sure. <clears throat> this first step is really important just because um, the tone and, and the body posture which you're entering to God's presence, um, is, it's really the, the way that, that will lead to prayer. So since you're casting yourself into God's care, right? What's the next step then? Is really to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you, even though He may not be vocal at this time. But during the prayer, believe it or not, He He's, He is there, and He'll take your hand and He'll lead you through the these powerful prayer steps. So there's four prayer steps here for Alexio, and we'll put the uh, put the resource on our website uh, for you to access, but. It was a simple Google search for this one, but um, Lexio, Meditatio, Ratio, and Contemplatio. And those are the four steps that um, are done. And prayer time can be anywhere from 10 minutes to a half hour to even 45 minutes or an hour. Um, you know, it's just where the Lord is, and there isn't necessarily a fixed time into spending in each of them. But. Um, that's uh, that's kind of where you go. You kind of move through it as the Lord leads you. So, Father uh, Tay is going to talk about what it is to Lexio. <clears throat> Lexio, this <clears throat> this stage is important. Um, first, as a disclaimer, right? Because sometimes when we are reading the gospel passage, what's the human tendency to do? Right? If you're English majors, you're like dissecting the story. You're looking for metaphors and similes. Hold on, right? This is kind of like the beginning steps when you're casting your cares onto the Lord, right? You're just reading the gospel. Like, what is it? What's happening? It's a quick read through, and you're just trying to get the overall picture. For example, here's Jesus on the boat with his disciples, and he's calling them, and he's walking on water. Like, that's that's it, right? So the so, but sometimes our human tendency is sometimes in, in prayer we think of it as being active all the time. So during the lectio, we're we're already trying to figure out. What, what graces that, that we are receiving versus Jesus saying, no, 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 empty your hearts. Read through the story 
and just be open to whatever words are being you're being pulled into and whatever images you're being pulled into um, so right now is you're setting your soul to understand what the story is and allowing the holy spirit to be like okay now enter deeper into the story what is really happening here so lexo isn't about analyzing it or looking for similes it's more about setting the stage what is happening in this bible passage what do you think father brian and also in that you can start uh, putting yourself into it and this is kind of where the meditatio starts too is start putting yourself um in the words and the phrases that kind of stick out to you or the descriptions that kind of stick out to you one of my favorites is in mark's gospel he's not very into detail but he mentions in the sinking of or in the in the walking on the water that jesus is asleep on a pillow you know something that just kind of strikes you and stops you and says what does that mean what are the dynamics of that but and then you just kind of use it to to ponder in your heart the real way of how is this speaking to me? And like I had said earlier in our other podcast, that how sp scripture speaks to us um, is really particular to our experience, our life, uh, and God's love for us. And so how is it um, resonating with me and how am I sitting in it um, and reflecting on what whatever it is that strikes me? And this can be right in the beginning of the scripture. This can be towards the end of it. You know, it's wherever the Lord is, is, is drawing us. And and I just, you know, Father Tay, what would be a way of, of knowing what, what strikes you? How do, how, do you, how do you sense that? Sure. Um, there's many ways. First, it could be like you're reading, you, you're reading through uh, the passage and all of a sudden you just keep stopping at a certain word. No matter how much you rush to the other uh, phrases, the word just comes back at you. It could be simple as, you know, they were afraid. The disciples were afraid for some reason you, you feel this tug in your heart like stop here uh, and then, or you feel peace about like i think the lord wants me to go here um it could be a, uh, even a memory evoked by certain words as you're reading it it could be an image that you see or sometimes the feelings in your heart it's, there's a lot of ways and so i want to encourage you is then this whole time continue to ask the holy spirit to help guide you holy spirit lead me where you want me to go yeah, that's a good point. It, it introduces uh, the what we're meditating on. It will introduce your thoughts, your hopes, your memories, your desires. Um, it'll really engage you, um, whatever it is, whatever lifts your heart into faith, hope, and love is really uh, the Lord uh, responding, responding to you. So, and then Father Te, so meditatio, so lexio, meditatio, and then oratio. Father Te, what what would you uh, define how uh, oratio as. Sure. Oratio is, of course, the Latin term means it's prayer. So now what is your prayer? Let's say um, you're reading through Lectio Matatio and the Lord has stopped you and the Holy Spirit has guided you to the concept that he wants to pray, let's say, more love of self or more love of self through God's eyes, whatever it is. So oratio is the moment where you start talking to God. You start praying. Lord, help me to have more love of myself or I don't have the self-confidence or it's hard for me to believe that you can love me right um, so during this time is you're really setting you know how I said earlier with Alexa you, you're learning to set the stage of prayer now right so you're really setting the stage for the conversation or you have to you're about to have with God saying you know just willing to Lord what you're feeling um, in your heart and sometimes it could be spontaneous like if you're in anguish you're sad 
you look kind of let the emotions guide you and it all rushes out. If you're happy, you praise God for the blessings that He's given to you and why it's there. Or if you're angry and it's hard to communicate with Him, you say, I'm still hung up because of this event in my life that's making me hard to communicate with you because I'm really upset right now. I don't understand. Um, so, yeah, Aratsu is really your response to God's Word. How are you formulating it? How are you bringing it to the light and allowing yourself to be led by God, to listen to Him, to His voice too as well? Because um, Aratsu is a time of communication. Uh, anything else to add? Or am I forgotten, Father Brian? <laughs> no, I would just add to it. Um, it's to humbly submit our experience and our life into what God is saying who we are and who Jesus is saying we are. So we humbly submit ourselves to God's word. And so whatever it is that I'm feeling and coming up with and, and chatting with the Lord about, um, it's at the end of the day to take his word for who I am versus my word for who I am. So Amen. if we think if we're praying with a woman caught in adultery, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I no longer hold this over you, go free and sin no more, right? Well, yeah. I don't feel in my experience that I'm forgiven, you know, those types of things, self-doubts, you know, all those different things. But really just to come into that and say, all right, Jesus has told me that mm -hmm. in my prayer, that's my response. And so what is my response to the Lord calling me um, in the scripture passages that I'm reading? Or Jesus walking on the water, come to me for it's me. Okay, um, it's Jesus. Okay, what's my response? Am I going to come to him wherever he's calling to me in my life? Um, what's that response to the spoken word in us? What's that response to um, Jesus' call in our life? And so that's the, that's the prayer too. Um, also, um, Dave, did you want to mention about the colloquy? Sure. So the colloquy, <clears throat> it's a beautiful concept that Ignatian, that Saint Ignatius kind of developed in his, in his uh, spiritual exercises. So we, I know we, we mentioned before, oratio is really that prayer and a communication with God. But the colloquy is you're, you're even di diving deeper. So imagine your, your, uh, yourself talk, about to reveal something deep with about uh, a secret that you've been holding or something great that's happened to you that you've told no one else, but you're about to tell your best friend. The colloquy is kind of like that great anticipation moment where you're, you're going to enter deeper into communion with that person, right? So the colloquy is you're now addressing that prayer, um, the kind of initial conversation you've had with God in the ratio. Now you're gonna address it to each of the persons in the Trinity and allowing them to really teach you and go and going further. And so it's like this mutual sharing. You, you, know, you, you pour out your soul to the Lord, this colloquy saying, this is what I learned, this is what I, I desire, this is what I hope for. But you also, we also have to, like Father Brian said, humbly submit and wait for his response, right? Our tendency is to rush. Come on, Lord, I, I've given you my spot. I've given you my thoughts. Where are you? You know, just be patient. You know, Ignatius says the colloquy is very, there's a lot of graceful moments, so really cherish it and chew on it. Like don't, don't rush it. Take your time with it. Right, so individually take, I mean, if we're talking minutes, which I don't like to do in prayer, but... Mm -hmm. Three to five minutes per person of the Trinity, right? Even three, even less than that sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, just chat with the Father, God our Heavenly Father, and then, you know, receive a response from Him, uh, His love, His embrace, His, you know, whatever He has for you, and then 
take a take three to five minutes again with the son with Jesus talking to Jesus about your day or whatever or about the scripture passage right and then also the Holy Spirit okay Holy Spirit this is kind of where I'm feeling this is where I got some scaredness this is where I don't have any understanding please help me here and really to be in a way of intercession and talking directly with them and then receiving their their comfort and their um, real love for us and, and our embrace um, of the triune God. So lastly, after that, so you got rat lexio, meditatio, ratio, you got contemplatio, which is essentially summed up in be still and know that I am God. Um, in that great song, be still and know that I am God, because it's to rest in God's presence and receive his transforming embrace to really to say here I am a creature being able to hang out with the timeless who is God uh, I know his name and I know that I've just encountered him in his scripture and his love letter to me in this real way of, of going through his scripture and so how can I just sit and be with the Lord uh, in his loving gaze and rest there um, and have no rush uh, to leave or to, to be distracted but just to, to be able to sit there and, and contemplate God's presence and just to be able to receive those graces that he has for us in that moment alright so now we're going to have uh, Father Tay read the, uh, the gospel passages that we're going to try to do Lexio Divina together yeah so this is taken from the gospel of Matthew chapters 14 verses 22 to 33. Then he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by the time, but by, but the boat by this time was many furrows, many furlongs distant from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But he, but immediately he spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, have no fear. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, bid me come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him saying, truly you are the son of God. So after reading that gospel passage, um, what are different phrases that have stuck out to us? And Father Tay and I both spent some quality time with uh, this passage through our formation years, and we'll share some of, some of those graces um, that have come through us through talking with other people who have done this in Lexio and our own experience in prayer. But Father Tay kind of has a few um, phrases that strike him first that he wants to mention and comment on. Sure. Um, so I'm an introvert by nature. So even though as a priest, everyone thinks I'm an extrovert. Um, but there's just something beautiful in verse 23. Where it talks about after like Jesus is done with his ministry. 
know, he dismisses everyone, right? And so at this point, you think, oh, maybe he's just going to spend time with his friends. No, he does the opposite. He dismisses everyone. He goes up into like really isolation. It says, and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. And that, that, that often strikes me because, you know, I forget that Jesus himself models that discipleship for us. Even though he is the son of God, he still needs time to, of quiet and to talk to his father. Like, how cool is that? So every time I pray with it, like, I just get this piece of like, it's okay to find your quiet spot. It's okay to find God in those moments. Um, and it's okay to pull yourself away from the busyness. Like that's, I mean, you, you, we aren't going to ourselves burn out, even if you're extrovert too. Like we all need some of that quiet time, the quality time to be away from stresses of life and just to be with God. How about you, Father Brian? So I absolutely love this passage. And it's one of the reasons why I picked this passage, but um, I love that they're terrified, right? They're terrified. They see him. And they're terrified out of fear. And Jesus speaks to them. Take heart, it is I. Have no fear. And then Peter, right, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the waves, in the middle of the wind, this is great. goes, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come to you on the water. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's the last thing I would have said. Like, mm -hmm. Lord, if it's you, just call me and I'll come and it'll be great. Um, he's the Lord. I would have said, like, Lord, could you calm the waves? Could you stop the wind? <laughs> um, Lord, if it was you, call to me. And Jesus does what? He calls to him because it is the Lord. And then Peter gets out of the boat, right? He has faith enough that he gets out of the boat and starts walking towards Jesus. But the big part is, is right, he sinks out and cries out. Once when he starts paying attention to all the stuff around him, um, all the winds, all the waves, he starts being terrified and afraid and goes down under the waves. And as he's going down, he goes, Lord, save me. And this is my favorite part. And this is a grace from, I forget who it was, at the Institute for Priestly Formation in, in, in Creighton, Ohio, or in Creighton, at Creighton in... Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, Creighton, Nebraska, where Father Jay and I went for a summer of formation. One of the one of the priests or one of the folks down there said that uh, you need to realize that Jesus immediately reaches out his hands and caught him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And he said that word, Jesus immediately reached out his hand to say Jesus was right there. Uh, waiting he didn't he didn't hesitate mm. and then to that point of um, this uh, individual down there was saying we need to have that encounter in our prayer life Amen. to say Jesus I need your arm in my arm and you need to pull me out of this chaos you need to pull me out of this thing and then a deeper reflection right take one step further what is the chaos of what is the chaos of the winds and the waves and all of that? Well, it's our earthly anxieties, it's our stress, it's our ups and downs, it's our life, essentially. And yep. Jesus does what? He walks on it mm. and says, focus on me and, and take me. And, and once when you gaze on me, everything is going to be okay. And yeah, I'm there immediately, so call on me. And so 
that's the prayer of Lord save me Lord I need you Lord called me you called me help me to stay focused on you during this life all right even when I fall help me to say Lord save me because uh, I need you to and then at the end of the passage um, they get back in the boat and the waves die down well the boat is always a symbol of the church right and so the church is on the waves of time the uncertainty of the world and the church is just the, the boat making the ship, making the, um, making the way possible for eternal life with Jesus, obviously. And that real dynamic of once we get in the boat, once we stay in the sacramental life of the church, once we're focused on the Lord, once we're in the presence of the Eucharist, once when we're going to an active confessional life, you know, once a mm-hmm. month, once when we're doing a prayer life, all those different things, um, it just becomes more and more simple to stay in the Father's gaze and to be able to trust in Him and to know that immediately um, when we need Lord save me he, He's there so those are just some graces that have happened one of my favorites though is um, we had a gal this was shared with us we had a gal that was sharing that she uh, that she knew that it was Jesus on the waves but then never um Never wanted to leave the boat mm-hmm. in her prayer, right? In her imagination, she's like, No, Jesus, I know it's you. I'm just going to stay in the boat. I'm going to stay in the boat. It's going to be great. I know it's you. And this dynamic between her and Jesus happened for a little bit. And then Jesus sunk the boat on her. Um, so what? So that she had to cling to Jesus, so mm-hmm. that she could know Jesus' love for her, that that, that embrace could happen and was possible, and that it is Jesus, not only. Um, in the memory, or not only in the imagination, but knowing that it actually is Jesus. And so, however, this happens for me, typically, this meditatio place, it gets kind of crazy. Uh, I have lights, camera, and action. Like, I have a soundtrack. It's, it's, it's like a movie. You're it's watching. a movie in my mind when I read these things. And so, <clears throat> you know, you're trying to get in and out, or in and out of those, but. For some people, it's not that, but for me, it is, and so you can really sense it. Like, what was the wave? It's like, what was the wind? How did the you know water taste and you're splashing in your face? You know, all those different things. What did the wood floor of the boat feel like? You know, all those different things. Um, you can get into in that meditatio in, in those different ways. So, Father Dave, do you have any other words that speak out to you, or you want to move into oratio? <coughs> well, uh, just first, it's like I, I want to. Um, Echo what Father Brian said. He said during these prayer steps, you know, like, don't be discouraged when, let's say, you're look, you're like, oh my gosh, Father Tay, Father Brian, you're sharing so so us so much deep insights with us. But we have to remember, we spent eight years of formation, a lot of things that we had to learn, a lot of things we had to let go. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I bring all this up because the last part that I like a lot of this passage it says, after they've seen everything, right? All the other disciples saw Peter walking on the boat. They saw the huge storm. They saw Jesus walking. <clears throat> and then when Jesus calms the storm and saves Peter, they finally make the profession of faith. Truly, this is the Son of God. And for me, that gives me great hope, right? That for some people, when they read this passage, like kind of like Father Brian, like they see it as a movie. They know he's real. And, they, and it gives them fire. They're like, yes, Lord, I know that you're there, right? And for some of us, like for me, I'm kind of overanalyzing everything. Am I doing the right steps? You know, 
But no matter where we are, and no matter our struggles of, of Lexo Divina, Jesus is still going to work wonders. And at the end, it might be a small grace, or it could be a word that pops in, like, oh, I needed to hear that. For me, that's what gives me hope. Like, truly, this is the Son of God. No matter where you are in your journey, God continues to work. And for me, that's how I love the last part. Truly, this is the Son of God. That it's okay. I can meet those his other disciples who weren't like Peter, who weren't courageous, not like Peter. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were like the gal. I want to be on the boat, okay? I'm yeah, safe. I'm I'm so good. I can see everything. Like, that's okay. And Jesus still continues uh, to, to help us in this journey. I guess that's, that's what I have in my part. Uh, what other things you want you like to share, Father Brian, during this awesome time of prayer and just reflecting? Well, it's just to get into that oratio part, that prayer. It's <clears throat> my prayer to the Lord. Lord, help me to be bold. Yeah. Uh, help me to get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Help me to focus on you. Help me to stay close to you in my daily life, right? Yep. So yep. to bring this into my daily life, how do I talk to the Father? Embolden me to talk to this co-worker. Yes. Embolden me to talk to my spouse. Embolden me to talk to my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, to stay focused on you. To talk about to even bring into prayer relationships that are not of the Lord and say, how do I make you present here? Um, how can I bring you into that? Um, the Son, Jesus, thank you for dying for us. Thank you for dying for me. How do I, you know, share that love with the world? How do I continue to proclaim that uh, in my daily life? How do I tell people about Jesus? And that could be simply telling Jesus to my spouse or to my friends or to those close to me. Uh, I really do think we need to talk more about Jesus in the, in the public forum and even in the private forum. Um, and so those are, and then just so Holy, true. Holy so Spirit, true. you know, that real Lord, give me that courage and that boldness uh, to do to do those things, to to know that you're uh, walking on the chaos that is my life. Um, Amen. To give me that. So. Yeah. One last <clears throat> one last thing that I'll, I want to add too is that. Uh, it can be very simple too, because I know some of you might be afraid of like, fathers. We just started Lexio. Like, I just picked up my Bible for the first time. Like, like I don't know what to say. Um, you know, ask God for the grace. You know, give me the words. You know, to start this conversation. It could be even simple as you know, have you, asking your coworkers, right? Have you ever had experience? where you were removed from yourself that you knew something else was there with you like that you were just a small portion of a bigger picture right yes they're gonna look at you weird but the question gets them to start thinking like yeah maybe there is a, a higher god maybe there's somebody else out there or have you ever like how do you like how do you deal with stress in your life right these are just great openers that we can slowly uh, talk about prayer and meditation <clears throat> in a way that reaches people where, where they're at. And I love what Father Brian said. Sometimes it could just be simple as telling our spouse, I love you, just the way that Christ loves you, right? It sounds weird when we're not used to it, but mm-hmm. it takes some time and just be honest with ourselves. Like, it's going to take a lot of effort to make this happen. And know that even the smallest effort that you make, um, God will continue to, to love you for that. I forget where I saw it, but it was saying that... Uh grace is not magic it requires work right so grace isn't magic uh but grace is real and uh grace takes time and takes relationship and it's true in our prayer life it takes time Um, all of our relationships take time energy and effort 
And if we don't take the time, energy, and effort, especially with God yet, or are just starting to, yeah, it takes time, like every other relationship. There isn't a, there isn't a um, quick fix to, to going there. It's just a, it's just the perseverance uh, of spending time with the Lord each and every day, praying with Him, knowing His Scripture, um, and through that you get to know His voice and really get to know your own voice towards Him. In your own love of him. Uh, one thing I would add is uh, maybe a good place for you to start if you're really itching and you really want to pray in this ma- manner. Start start with the Gospels. Just because it's Jesus himself and the words. And his words are, are true. And, the, and they're meant for all of us. And quite frankly, they're a little bit easier to understand than if you were to tackle, let's say, the Old Testament back to front. That might not be the best strategy now. Let's just start right. simple. Let's just start with, you know, let's, for example, you can start with Gospel Luke, or Gospel Matthew, or Gospel Mark, or even Gospel John. You know, just one, like one chapter or a couple of verses a day. You know, just allow the Lord to work through that. Yeah. And then also, you know, Paul's letters, Paul's and Luke's letters. Uh, <laughs> Paul's trying to wrestle. He's the first one that wrestles with what does it mean that the Word be came flesh. He's really trying to write that out to tell Corinthians, the Ephesians, all of these different groups that he's set up, all these different churches. Um, what does it mean that God became flesh and how do we act now because that happened and what is different completely in the entire universe because of that fact? And so after we've read the gospel, it's to say, okay, what does that mean in my action? What does that mean in my prayer? What does that mean in who I am? Um, and Paul's really a, a genius when it comes to that through his different letters. You're like, yep. wow, he's really trying to like, <laughs> oh my, like, he's trying to wrestle that. Like, God became flesh. Mm. What? Yeah. God died for me and his son Jesus. What? Mm-hmm. Like, I have a totally radically new life now. Um, what does that mean and how I act and what I do and what I don't do and how do I cling to Jesus? How do I cling to the Father? So, and then lastly, right, the contemplatio. So it's after all of this that you just spend time to contemplate, to say, what is the Lord doing for me? Um, not even what is the Lord doing for me, but just to stay, to stand in that awe, that moment of awe, to stay uh, in that presence of God after this entire experience of prayer with the Lord. So, we are thankful that you, uh, you listen to our podcast. We pray and we hope that this is, has been helpful to you. And we, and we continue to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you all as you bravely uh, strive to listen to the Word of God and to become uh, disciples. So stay tuned. Until next time, what is our next topic? I think our next topic is rap prayer, um, which is similar to uh, Lexio, except it encounters a little bit more writing to it. Um, it's a little bit more journaling oriented and uh, uh, more, I don't want to say weekly oriented, but um, it's kind of like a scripture for the week, which is can be done with um, Lexio too. But um, yeah, that'll be our next topic. And then after that, we'll probably get into the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and then how to practically live out the creed. So those are kind of our next few talk- topics coming out. Um, Perfect. Thank you for, for your listening. We continue to ask you for your for your prayers. 
Um, thank you for listening to the Practical Ramblings of the Fathers. And uh, stay holy, my friends. Stay holy, my friends.